guys, welcome to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I'm gonna be your host for this advertising space. And I wanna thank one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you amazing guests, a really cool show, and uh, you know, help us along the way. And that company this time around is Sig Sauer. Um, I've got a lot of history with Sig and Fieldcraft is affiliated with Sig through this podcast and you know a bunch of our instructors carry Sig pistols and you know I definitely have a lot of time behind their classic line the 320 365 uh, MPX M400 uh, I'm actually a 320 armor been to the Sig Academy a whole bunch of times and I'm going to tell you that it's a great company to work for um, I've met a lot of really cool people through Sig as well you know I said this recently in a podcast my long range Sig Sauer uh, precision scope rifle instructor just called me out of the, the random blue the other day and was like, Hey man, I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, how are things going? You know? And I mean, where do you have that where your instructors remember you and they, they want to reach out to you and they want to talk to you. You're going to find that at Sig Sauer. I'm still very good friends with a bunch of the folks that teach up there. And you know, you never know who's going to be in the class with you. So you could be taking a class and there might be a Sig instructor who's auditing a class up there. Like they really have super high standards for training and their training facility is second to none. I mean, I wish I could have a job at six hour and I already work for an awesome company guys. Sig makes fantastic pistols. Like I said, the classic line is incredible. They can be rebuilt over and over and over and over and over. Um, I really like my 365 as like my adult Lego set because I bought the standard 365 where I can make it super compact with a flush 10 round mag and I can throw that thing in a pocket and go to a wedding. I can also build it out to the 365 XL with the 15 round extended mag and the full length slide and put a Streamlight TLR7 sub on it and it's now a great pistol to carry hiking or into the backcountry. Guys, SIG makes some fantastic, fantastic products. I'm a proud SIG owner. Um, I love their stuff. I'm you know, I proudly will say that I've been to the Academy a bunch of times and everything that they've done uh, has always, always impressed me. So, uh, you know, now I'm just playing around with, with different options of like, what will my next SIG be? I'm hoping Fieldcraft will send me uh, a SIG 220 Classic in 45 ACP. That is a gun that I really regret selling, but man, uh, they really have some awesome stuff. You guys should check them out. And like I said, I, we appreciate the heck out of them for supporting this podcast. And uh, we will always support those guys because they're a great American company. Guys, these ads are necessary to help us bring you the finest guests that we can. And in this case, we just want to thank our friends over at Hoist Hydration. You know, out in Utah where Fieldcraft headquarters is based, uh, it gets pretty damn hot. It gets really freaking hot, like dry heat where you don't realize that you're sweating. And if you're a physical type of person, if you're someone who's going to be engaging in the great outdoors, you need to worry about hydration. I mean, you got to worry about it anywhere, but you definitely got to worry about it out there. And, you know, normally if you go to like your local, I don't know, gas station out there, supermarket, you'll find all these different types of sports drinks, but they're loaded with sugar. And, you know, if you are unfortunate that sugar is either going to make you cramp up it's gonna make you crap your pants it's not good for you so hoist hydration hoist drinks they have three times the electrolytes of a lot of the traditional uh, sports drinks that are out there and they have half the sugar now you do need to have some sugar in your hydration and that's going to help you with getting the the proper electrolytes back but Hoist is amazing because there's no artificial preservatives, sweeteners, or dyes. So walk through all of those gas stations and supermarkets and take a look at all those sports drinks. And you're going to see that they're, you know, every color under the sun as opposed to just whatever it is naturally. And 
you know, I don't want any of that stuff in me. I don't think you guys want that either. So think of it this way. All those other drinks, artificial sweeteners, preservatives, artificial dyes, crazy amounts of sugar. You know, some people say that they have, like they cause what are, what's referred to as uh, water belly. And like I said, cramping because of all that sugar, you're not going to get that with hoist, right? So hoist uh, is amazing when it comes to getting you calcium, magnesium, potassium, a bunch of U.S. military folks, first responders across the United States, they all use it. We've got some at Fieldcraft. You know, I used to, when I was out in Utah, I would occasionally, you know, take one from our marketing director's refrigerator. I don't think he knows about that, but whatever. And I'll tell you, it's good stuff. So guys, please check out Hoist Hydration. Uh, they are one of our sponsors here at the company. Great, great people, an amazing drink. It's absolutely vital if you are doing any of the crazy activity that you should be doing. And like I said, you can compare it to what's already out there but there really is no comparison. Guys, thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. Hoist Hydration, you're awesome. Now on to that podcast, here we go. Guys, welcome back to the Fieldcraft Survival Channel. My name is Mike Hernandez, the mobility resident vehicle guy here at Fieldcraft Survival. I have with me, your name, sir? I am AJ Lafferty. I'm the owner and uh, founder of GP Factor. Excellent, excellent. Welcome aboard, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, you. man, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. So real quick, uh, AJ came down, and uh, if you haven't seen it on all of our other sources, we um, made some major progress on our mm -hmm. camo cruiser. Uh, Right-hand drive, real quick, imported from Jap uh, Japan, Japanese truck. Uh, it had that weird bubble roof mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. when we first got it. All that's cut off. Um, but we installed a bunch of stuff that I'd like to get into um, maybe a little later. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to do a podcast with one of my good friends like you, um, I always like to give a little bit more of like an insight, right, of the man, um, you know, how you became a business owner. You're, you're, yeah, you actually have a cool connection here at Fieldcraft too, yeah. Um, which I found about pretty early on when I met you. Um, I want to talk about all that. Um, but before we begin, we had a very interesting morning yesterday, was it? Yesterday, yesterday morning, morning, yeah. Yeah, yesterday yeah. morning, Wednesday morning, yep. Um, tell me about the vehicle that we were in. Because you so, brought that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in a, uh, we were in a, what were we in a 200 series, uh, 200 series Land Cruiser. Um, it was uh, a good friend of mine graciously let us use it for the week we were out here uh, doing the build, uh, filming stuff, you know, kind of working with you guys. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think, a 2014, but, you know, it's 200 series super Land Cruiser, nice. so super nice. Um, kitted out right. And um, we were driving, so we're staying in Heber. Yeah. Driving back to Salt Lake to Exhibition Superstore for the install. Pick and um, was it you, me, and Sam from, from AUKB USA, mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. full drive? And uh, we thought we started driving over a rumble strip. And um, we had a catastrophic sidewall blowout on the passenger side rear. rear passenger, yeah. And it blew us all, all of us away because we're like, what the heck? Like, did yeah. we hit something? Like, what's going on? We get out of the car. You know, luckily, you've got, you know, we were able to get it changed pretty quickly. I think we were only there for like 15 minutes. I mean, with the three of us, yeah, it yeah, went really yeah. fast. Downside was that it was, um, you know, we're on the side of an extremely busy highway. It was with, scary, dude. With like no shoulder and um, yeah. and it was like 20 degrees outside, right. too. But um, but we got it changed fast. But yeah, crazy um, situation called Kent, you know, good good friend of ours came out, uh helped us out um with uh with uh swapping out some vehicles but made him aware of some things, I yeah. guess. 
the tires were yeah. a little older than you thought they yep. were because, um, you know, we checked the date on them and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, check your tires um, right? in terms of the dates because, you know, tires are super old, I guess. They 100%. can start to get that deterioration. 100%. You know? And, you know, I always say this. Whenever people ask me, what should I be prepared for? I always say, well, you know, most likely you're going to experience uh, tires and batteries, yeah. right? Yeah. And w- first, I like to preface this by saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not knocking Kent at all. I don't think less of him. I appreciate no. him, right? Given, yeah, yeah. Giving us his rig. The only thing that I hope to achieve by telling this story is just to relay some information. You know, a lot of times yeah. I get, I get yeah. people who are like, oh, don't, don't tell that story because it make me look bad. It doesn't make him look bad. It, oh, not at all. It, it wasn't his. It was literally not his fault. Yeah. Because I mean, those were tires. I think he said he put on in like uh, 17 or 18, not that long ago. Yeah. You know, and and when you have. You know, when you have a multiple vehicles and it's yep. kind of one of a fleet, you know, you might you're not driving it daily like if you've got one car. Yeah. So you know, you buy a new set of tires and you think mm-hmm. you think you're buying a tire that's only you know that's now at this point would be what four years old. Yep. But you find out that the ten. place that sold you the tire sold you a tire <laughs> that was already four or five years old. Well, that's that's a lot of yep. you know you know especially in this climate you know we're not exactly uh-huh. in a. And it happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. So it's interesting. Yeah. I was uh, I was doing some research on on one of the courses, and even like we have go rigs mm-hmm. and coffee tomorrow, right? And um, uh, Cooper Tire does a lot of like community uh, surveys, uh, and one of them that I found had said, out of all the people that they surveyed, eighty one percent of them had experienced some kind of tire failure, blowout, mm-hmm. flat tire, whatever, right? Um, but the people who were surveyed, only seventy four percent of them claimed they knew how to change a tire. Yeah, that's shocking to me. I mean, to be an operator of a vehicle mm-hmm. who should know that this comes yeah. actually from the factory, yeah. right? With its own method of changing a tire. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were on the road for, like you said, only a few minutes. I uh, jumped into action. Um, super cold, yeah. real easy. Yeah. He change. had his, uh, he had a spare. Um, you know, that's the thing too. Like one had a good bottle Jack mm-hmm. that could handle the weight of a rig that had some accessories and mm-hmm. stuff on it. Um, and he had a spare on the swing out in the back. Yep. So the spare being mounted out back there like a Jeep Wrangler or something makes it so much easier because you're not 100%. digging forward underneath floorboards and, and or going underneath the car to get it. Like, it yeah. was right there. So, yeah, once you find – if you know where your, your tire irons are and your and yeah. your, your wheel – don't forget your your, uh, your lug nut key, too. Especially if you have, if you have those, those special ones. ones. Yeah. 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 Um, but that made it super easy. That, that Absolutely. Going, so, so for those of you guys who don't know, um, there is a strip on your tire – that starts DOT and mm-hmm. then it'll follow by a series of numbers in the last four, depending on how old the tires are. You can Google this, you know, how do I check the date of my tire? And there's a pretty, there's a couple of pretty good articles. I think, um, tires.com or tire rack or something like that has mm-hmm. a good article. It will tell you the week that the tire was manufactured and the year. So we checked it after, you know, we got in, uh, it said 2013, I believe 2013. Yeah. On those tires. Yeah. So they were already a decade old. Um, but yep. the mistake really wasn't his. He, he bought those assuming that they were new in 17, and I believe. 17 or 18, yeah, one yeah. of those years, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, luckily we're all safe. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't appreciate you, man, but we're going to talk about the battery after yeah. <laughs> after we got <laughs> off the freeway and stopped at Starbucks, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's interesting to see how um, different manufacturers, like, uh, despite, you know, things, little quirks can happen, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's... Uh, You'd be surprised. I mean, some of the vehicles I've owned, I've owned Toyotas, and they're some of the most reliable vehicles yep. out there. But sometimes there's still quirks, yep. you know. 
Um, and the same thing goes for Jeeps or anything else 100%. out there. You know, you really can't. I mean, I know there's some vehicles that people are like, you know, these things always have issues, but I, yeah. I, I seem to think it's, you know, it can be kind of work its way around the board Absolutely. to everybody. So. so we're in the parking lot. Try to turn this thing on, and it didn't yeah. even click, huh? It was just just nothing. Or how did that look in the on the driver's side? It was nothing. nothing. Like it was nothing, and it was um there was a I think it was a circuit issue with the um with the battery or something uh, with the with the negative terminal, and uh, you give a little wiggle, then it starts by itself, right? Uh, no, or you have to go back do it again and, and do the push to start again and push, get there, it going. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so so we experienced those two. Uh, number one and number two, uh, most yeah. frequent calls for roadside assistance yep. within a matter of mm -hmm. minutes of each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a nutshell, that's what mobility is. I mean, when we talk about it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because it's like we're out in the road and you've got you know three dudes that work in the vehicle industry and and and, and focus on telling people how to handle these situations, right? It's like, man, if we can't fix this, then we we all just need to go we're home. Nerds. Like that's it. We're done. Yeah, we're gonna go work at Starbucks. And so yeah, no, I love that though. I always talk about like a spectrum of mobility. You know, there is like this um, expectation that uh, mobility is this high speed, you know, crazy overlanding, um, permanent, or I don't even know. It's just like this pressure that I get a lot. I think it comes because Glover's, you know, the leader of all of us and he is very high speed. Yeah. Um, but for most of us, we're just trying to camp, you know, we're, we're yeah. out there, uh, trying to do our thing. So you have this like swinging pendulum of everyday mobility, which would we experience yeah. all the way to sustaining, you know, yeah. a large amount of time. So, um, dude, I'll, I'll go anywhere with you. I was telling uh, Sam that I was like, "You're my battle buddy now, bro." Like, yep. this is, <laughs> this is yeah, it was cool. fun. It's yeah. fun to get in. Sometimes it's fun to, when those things pop up. You're kind of like, at the time, you're like, "Ah, oh, crap!" Like we got to deal with this now. But then you look back, you're like, "I'm glad we did it." You know, yeah. it's fun. I've never changed a tire at like 19 degrees though. That was that was new for me. I've never changed a tire on a 200 series. Yeah, right. So yeah. So um, I want to talk about your company, GP Factor. But before that. Um, you have a pretty interesting relationship prior to even owning GP Factor, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, I, uh, I think about this. Uh, after college, I went and worked in some sales positions, uh, worked at a leasing company for a while. Mm. And, um, and I think it was 07, 08 when the, we went through a pretty bad recession that happened. 08, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a lot of banks were kind of like the leasing company I worked for. The banks were kind of like absorbing each other, oh, and okay. it was um, uh, it was pretty cutthroat to say the least. Yeah, and it was I, I was just at a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, I I, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, it just mm. you know, you're kind of like you're just a number, and, and and you weren't really you're not really necessarily selling something that you really enjoy. Yeah. So you know, I grew up shooting. I grew up going to the range. With my dad I grew up hunting, doing different things like that. And um, so at the time, you know. I was only out of college for maybe like four years or so. And I was like, you yeah. know what, if, I, if I'm going to sell something, like if I'm going to work in an industry, like I want to be something I like and I loved guns. Yeah. So loved firearms and accessories and all that stuff. And like most people would like geek out over it. And, and, uh, and so I knew that I didn't know anybody in the manufacturing space. I didn't know anybody connections there. So I went and worked for a local gun shop like uh, oh, for, cool. for about a year and a half and um, just to kind of like meet different manufacturers mm -hmm. and about a year and a half, two years. And then after that, I um, I got a job down at uh, LWRC International um, down in Maryland. And um, and that was fun. That was a great place. Uh, we I had a good time working there. Um, I worked in commercial sales to start and mm -hmm. then moved over to business development, which was um, 
federal government contracting and, and a little bit of international sales and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I uh, got to travel a bunch. Got to go to Saudi Arabia a couple times, UAE nice. a couple times, yeah. And uh, just it, it was it was fun doing demos and then yeah. working with a lot of the federal agencies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of three letter agencies. I, I the alphabet soup, whatever you want to call it. It was we just we since we were in the um, Maryland region because we're right on the eastern shore of Maryland. Uh-huh. It was easy for us to reach all those people. Cool. So we had a lot of different like small contracts with you name the most all the ones that yeah. everybody knows. You know those Very are the cool. places that we worked with. And um, it, it was fun. A lot of good people, and uh, and it was a uh, it was definitely an, a fun place and good products and, very and cool. it, definitely very interesting. Um, in 2014, uh, I left there uh, with a few other guys that had worked there, and we we started another company um, called Kinetic Development Group. Okay, and uh, that was we kind of were making more accessories than actual guns. Mm-hmm. So we made a lot of parts for the scars, a lot of scope mounts. Yeah, different we'll call it like almost like gun trinkets, different little mm-hmm. solutions. And that was fun. That was a lot. I, I did that for a long time. We, um, I was an owner of connect for almost about eight years and, uh, and just a part owner in it and ran the day to day and, and, um, it, you know, still got to work with a lot of good people, Yeah. but much smaller company. You know, we were pretty small for a long time and, um, and it was, it was interesting. It yeah. was, it was fun to kind of dabble in the whole, okay, I'm not just a salesperson anymore. Now I've got other responsibilities and, the the you know the successes and failures that come along with that you yeah. know the company and successes and failures that I would make you know mm. in terms of uh, as a as a owner or boss or whatever and kind of learning from that and um, so at this point now I've been in the firearms industry for I don't know how long it was uh, I think I started in in 07 and then yeah. and uh, so now this is about 2000 I want to say 2018 um, I had a, a guy I knew that worked with with me at Kinetic and we both said, Hey, let's, let's start. Um, uh, you want to start making some, some Jeep parts because we both yeah. were big Jeep guys. So yeah, let's make some Jeep stuff. So we, uh, came up with GP factor and, um, and we wanted to start doing that. So we, uh, started, you know, designing some parts and making some parts and it was a total hobby thing. Like, I mean, I was doing it out of my basement, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, we'd sell some things and we ran out of space for like the cardboard and whatnot to, to, <laughs> to ship things out. So, <laughs> We rented a storage unit, then we rented a second storage unit, and then we're still doing another basement. And then, you know, my wife ended up being pregnant with like our third child. So mm. she's like, We need the basement back. Like, get your crap out of here. So <laughs> it was like so then at that point we're like, we do need to get so we moved to a little facility that we're in now. And um that was at the end of uh I would say that was uh end of twenty twenty. So it got to the point after about two years of it being a hobby where it's like, Okay, is this a hobby or are we gonna kinda yeah. really, you know, kind of really take off of this? And I would say it was probably Beginning of 2020, uh, end of 2019 was when we really like right before COVID happened, where we were kind of pivoting from focusing on the Jeep stuff, yeah, like just Jeep parts specifically. You'd find it like Quadratech and whatnot, to really working with you know one of our early partners of of OK Four Wheel Drive and doing what much more stuff in the Overland space. It's what I was interested in. It's what I liked. What I liked doing, and so we were just really focusing more on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had products that were geared towards that initially, mm-hmm. but we really kind of dove into more of what people know us for today, um, you know, right before COVID started, um, and just realized that you can't, like, you're either in or you're out kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it got to that point where you have to sort of make those decisions. So I was like, well, I'm in. Like, let's let's keep it going. And um, that's cool, man. So it was it was it was a transition because I uh, I left my my job then at at Kinetic full time, and um, I would say middle of 2021. 20, mm-hmm. And then, um, 
So fairly recent. Yeah, and then yeah. I got bought out of my equity um, last April, so a little less than a little uh, uh, less than a year ago, um, and it, I wasn't working there since uh, I left middle of 2021, and I've um, been focusing on GP full time since. And That's it's, awesome. And I think it's it's interesting. You can see how things really start to yeah culminate, and you because you have time to really put your yeah. your heart and soul into it. Um, and you know we got a good group, good team of guys. Um, you know it's. Um, uh, good ownership. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to have, you know, good partners, uh, that, that help with things yeah. and really, um, care about the business and, and we're, we're, we've got good employees and, and we're just excited for growth. See, I love doing. that. Yeah. One of the, one of the very cool things that, um, I've experienced over the years with Fieldcraft is we bridge so many cool, um, I guess, aspects of the outdoor community, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously we have a strong firearms, um, start with Mike being the instructor mm -hmm. and, you know, even me when I came on, yeah. um, and I met Mike in 2017, the first thing and the time I met him was I took a, I think it was a carving course. Listen, I've done a lot of travel over the years. I've done some crazy diets over the years. Back in the day when I used to do more Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition, I used to drop weight like crazy. Um, and I've also been like the fat guy in like a not so fat guy's body. Like I, I tend to not always eat so great. When I use this product, I feel like freaking Superman. And maybe it's a placebo, but I don't believe it is because it's actually backed up with science, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. But I feel like if I start off my day with athletic greens, I kind of have a little flexibility of what I can eat for the rest of the day, knowing that I've already had a lot of the greens that I would normally have to eat a salad or you know, eat something that has a lot of you know, roughage in it. I feel a lot better knowing that I've gotten that out of the way with a pretty tasty drink that's only like eight ounces, easy to chug down in the morning, uh, or to mix in with like a protein shake if I'm trying to bulk up or whatever. So Athletic Greens is an amazing company. We get the stuff into the office every so often and it disappears quickly. And imagine like here at Fieldcraft, we have like a table of when sponsors give us stuff and we have a table of when we have like free product to try out very rarely very rarely will you see the stuff left over. Like it gets squirreled very quickly. And it's usually Ricky and Rob. I'm blaming both of them. Um, but Athletic Greens, when you do get your hands on it, it has vitamins, minerals, it has probiotics, right? Good for the healthy gut. Uh, adaptogens, antioxidants, right? Good for anti-aging. If you're ever wondering why, like, hey, Estella's 42 years old. He looks like a like a boy sometimes. Well, it's I'm half Asian, kind of like Mike Lover. Mike Lover, by the way, I always joke around. I'm like, he's the other 42-year-old half Asian at the company, you know. But uh, listen, probiotics, they keep you from aging. Uh, they're good for your body. Healthy gut is good for you. Superfoods that you find in Athletic Greens, all around good for you. And like I said, it doesn't taste bad. If you go to one of these health stores that's run by like a crazy hipster, you know, like that wears beads around their neck, you know exactly the type I'm talking about you're probably going to get like wheat grass or something like that. And it's going to taste like you just went out to the front lawn and you just chomped on some grass. Well, athletic greens doesn't have that funky flavor. And as I mentioned before, you can mix athletic greens with blueberries and ice and make a smoothie. You can mix it with, uh, you know, protein powder and, and do like a chocolate athletic greens. Like there's a lot of things you can do, or you can just have it as is. It's not bad. Um, it actually tastes really good. I look forward to it in the morning. Please check out athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. It's going to come in a bottle. It's a little uh, dropper. You put a couple drops under your tongue. It's good for you because you don't get enough vitamin D in the northern uh, latitudes when, uh, you know, 
it's winter months, and you're going to get five free travel packs. Now, these are great for weekend travel. So at Fieldcraft, I do a lot of travel, a lot of training. I throw these in my uh, travel bag. And that way, like if I am working on a crazy diet schedule, I know I at least can have good greens with me every single day. Athletic Greens, uh, just a shout out to you. If you want to send any Athletic Greens to North Carolina, please do, because uh, that's where I am. And uh, the North Carolina folks, we would like some too. But if you guys want to get some, and you're not in Utah and you're not quick to grab them off that table, go to athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft and get you some. And that's what drew me right to fieldcraft. Yeah. And what I love is that you actually met Sean Kirkwood during your time in the firearms um, industry, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so Sean. Um, I met him because every year since I think 2011, I would we would sponsor with LWRC and then with that's Kinetic, awesome. we'd sponsor you suck sniper comp down at um, Fort at Reams 37 at Fort Bragg. That's awesome. And I loved the event because it's like it's a small, like intimate event. Mm -hmm. um, all the donations go right to um, the Green Beret Foundation, and then all the prizes go right to the competitors. So you're you see who's getting all the things that you're you're donating and giving. So we would go back down as Kinetic and do the same thing. You give out prizes, we donate some money, and we'd have a little vendor table and with all the other vendors that are down there. Very small thing. They would do like a vendor shoot day, and it was a nice banquet and it was Very a cool. really cool event. Um, so uh, when I left Kinetic, um, uh, we were, you know, I just said, you know what, I, I really want to go down. I want to go down to visit good friends of mine that are down at third group and whatnot. And um, I said, you know, I'm going to give Sean a call because he was running the, the sniper comp. So That's he was awesome. in charge of it through, uh, I guess, SFA's chapter 62. It's a, it's a, uh, I guess like an alum, almost like an alumni for, yeah. I think for, for SF guys down there. And, um, and so he was running it. So I called him up and said, um, and it was funny because we talked and I said, Hey, look, here's the deal. My company GP factor. I'd love to come down and sponsor the event. I'll just bring the rig down because yeah, yeah. I know a lot of these guys are probably getting into some of this stuff and I don't have to sell anything. Like it's nothing like that. I just mm -hmm. want to bring the rig. It can be set up as a display thing. They can all play around with it. Yeah. And, um, we just want to support the event. Like, yeah we're not I don't have sniper stocks but or or you know tripods we're selling but it's just we just want to support the event he's like dude absolutely that's so awesome like bring it down and it was funny because I didn't know it at the time but he called me a week later and uh I guess it was or my, I might have those two things swipped swapped but he had come to start working for you yeah. guys <laughs> as one of the directors of training and um and it was funny because I think you guys had said you know hey we're starting to work with GP on yeah. some stuff and he's like oh yeah I know GP. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, so he ended up calling me back just to kind of go over some of that stuff mm -hmm. and um, and just you know kind History. of yeah it was it was cool. It's uh, that is cool. I was, appreciate that. Seriously. Yeah, it I, it was cool to see people that you know I know you guys um, you got a good team of guys yeah. so guys with a lot of experience yeah. guys with a lot of um history and and yeah. uh, I think to see that crossover was really yeah. cool um you know and it was uh. It kind of reminded me of like how like there's a lot of just really good relationships and good friendships that I I still have. I mean that from working over in the, yeah. in, the in the small arms industry. Um, you know there's there's uh so much crossover and mm -hmm. and there's so much um, you know, um, like-minded thinking uh in the overland space as it is because mm -hmm. I mean in reality it, it's what is what's the overlanding it's it's you know it's people want to get outside with their vehicles yeah and they want to enjoy the outdoors and they want to enjoy camping or they, or they want to be prepared um mm -hmm. you know it's uh we all have these 
massive, I mean, or I shouldn't say massive, I guess we all have gun collections and, and, and different, you know, ammo and everything else we have. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, how are you going to transport it? You yeah. know, because you can yeah. only carry so much. So, well, it's, it's true, right? Yeah. Like we have three pillars, you know, it's your everyday carry, your EDC, mm -hmm. your person, mobility, and your homestead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really great for me, you know, because I do look up to Sean big time mm -hmm. here. I, you yeah. know, Sean, he's one of the elders here. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me, I just thought that was really cool uh, going forward and the stuff that we're already planning and kind of talking and working on. So yeah. you moved on from uh, firearms industry mm -hmm. into the GP factor side yeah. as a hobby. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it, it was it was one of those things where we just wanted to make some different parts. Yeah. And um and I and there were things I wanted to do, and uh, when the overlanding stuff was really starting to take off more, you know, there were different solutions that you know I wanted to, wanted to make, and and we wanted to develop that. Yeah. Obviously, kind of led to a lot of the things we have now, and 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 our biggest thing is to continue innovating and to continue moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we do as you'll see in the series, we do a lot yeah. of work with with AUCAB. Um, and the partnerships with the brands, the manufacturers that we work with, I mean, they're important because, um, you know, they have to, you know, they care about their products a lot. And, how, and how did you get linked up with Alucab? So Alucab USA, um, the U.S. distributor or importer of all the Alucabs is OK for Wheel Drive. Right. So we partnered with them pretty early on. And, um, you know, the way the Alucab camper is kind of structured is it's it's. It's almost like a it's like an an erector set that doesn't yeah. have all the components that you want yet. So uh, actually, the best way to do it it's it's an Air 15. 100. It's literally a base model Air 15. Like there's no rail. Yeah. Like your barrel's mounted to your upper receiver. You got your bolt carrier group. You got your lower receiver. Mm -hmm. You got your stock. You got your, I'm sorry. You got your buffer tube. But there's nothing. No stock on it yet. No grip. There's nothing like. And the AUCAB is that same thing. Yeah. And so what we are is you know for just to kind of correlate it to firearms like we are literally making giving the rail that you want the grip yeah. that the, so if you want to correlate us to for AUCAB we're kind of like what Magpul is the Air 15s mm -hmm. to what that's what we are to AUCAB like we you know we're not making guns per se like we are we're not making the campers but that way they can focus on making the best camper that is yeah and we take care of like the, the tables the storage options yeah. the heaters the power systems um and that's just one part of it with AUCAB because we still have you know our max tracks mounts some right. of our recovery gear, the shovels, um, right. the tables we do for Land Cruisers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's another thing we do a lot of tables for different vehicles. We make uh, you know, we make a private labeled JLU table or mm. Jeep table and a Bronco table for Goose Gear. Yeah, yeah. So people, a lot of people ask us like, hey, can you make this table for the campers for Jeep? It's like we already do. It says Goose on it. It's perfect. Good stuff. You, here's where you can go yeah. order it. You know, yeah. and um, you know it's uh, so. AUCAB is a big part of our business, mm -hmm. and AUCAB USA is. It's a great partnership. We, they're awesome people. They make a great product, um, yep. and so we're constantly developing new things there. But uh, cool. you know, right now we've been spending a lot of our time doing a lot more power systems that we do. Oh that yeah, we, we make out. So we'll so be doing we one have of those. Yep. we have tentatively scheduled one of those right for yeah. March, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So we. Another partnership we did, we partnered with Red Arc and mm -hmm. um, we use their components and we essentially take their components and we build out like, so the campers is, we do a couple different versions for the campers. Yeah. We do a universal one, but it's essentially the power system like pre-built. Mm -hmm. So a lot of customers, you know, they don't want to mess with the power stuff. Like the circuitry that goes into all the wiring and connecting all it, we kind of make it plug and play. See, that's awesome. Man. So you can plop it right in the camper, bolt it up. 
attach some connections to the wires that are there and it's just all plugging in Anderson. Plugs. I love that because yeah. I, yeah. I know how to wire. I just prefer not to. So yeah. if you have a solution that's already got it all yeah. figured out and it's yeah. one and done, I love that. And it's, you know, when we can make something like we can take it and make it production worthy mm -hmm. um, and, um, and actually, you know, get it into like a production assembly setup, um, you're going to get a better product in the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not everything has to be bespoke. Yeah. And, and obviously, yeah. you know, good stuff like, you know, the Red Arc components we use are not, you know, we don't use cheap stuff. We use good parts. Yeah. It's all, we use anchor wire, Anderson plugs, you know, everything is, all the metal parts are all made right here in the U.S. I was going to um, say, yeah and um right in pennsylvania and uh so we put we put a lot of tlc into those kits yeah. you know sometimes it's a lot of like above and beyond like, like we loom everything you know we zip tie everything we make sure everything is super clean and so when you're getting it um it's the best it can be and you know it can be expensive but at the same time like you know you get what you pay for right and so, that's the cost um, of having all american made and yeah. hands on it you know yeah i had seen and i've experienced you know the shows mm -hmm. and and senior rig set up and le cabs you know all throughout the expos but what was really interesting for me uh, this last two days is actually getting my hands on it and assembling it with you guys like mm -hmm. th that to me was was such a treat because i got to see yeah. firsthand intimate knowledge of you know this is how things go together this yeah. is the way that uh you know you guys have manufactured or designed everything dude it came together really it Easy. did. It did. We were uh, we were lucky. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say lucky because it's so that camper. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, uh, Mike's um, Fieldcraft, uh, Mike Lovers, um, seventy five series yep. uh, Land Cruiser. It was a converted fire truck uh, from Japan. I guess it originally yep. came from, and it's nineteen ninety four. And so Fit Garage out in Oregon did a conversion, uh, essentially uh, uh, modified it to be the pickup truck. Lowered the roof um, and then made it the pickup truck rear back, which is very similar, almost identical to what you can buy um, overseas mm -hmm. yeah, at, the, at the time. So very rare here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. So um, the campers that we make parts for are um, specifically designed for like Tacoma's Gladiators, uh, Colorado's Rangers, and they work with uh, all the other overseas counterparts of those same trucks. Mm -hmm. So the beds are all the same. And then they also have a version that's for full size. So, they had this, Alucab has this camper that's made specifically for that 75 series Land Cruiser, yeah. which is specifically for that. Like the fit kit, the camper itself, like everything is just for that. And um, and the fit's like perfect. I mean, and so when we're taking, working with a vehicle that was modified, yeah. essentially, you're kind of like, oh man, I hope this is fits. Is it going to fit? Yeah. Is it going to fit? Because then we had CAD files that Alucab, you know, Alucab in South Africa provided to, to GP so we could use to develop some of the parts. Yeah. So we made a couple, you know, we just modified it, one of our tables to make it so it fit perfectly mm -hmm. for that. The Molly's, the fireplace kit, we'll do the mm -hmm. same thing for the, the electric system. Um, it, you're getting the exact same product, it yeah. just has to fit for that camper. But, you know, you're kind of like, kind of sweating bullets because, like, you ship all the parts out. And then we get together, we're like, okay, guys, we got two we days two to days. build this. Yeah. And it's like, if these parts aren't right, it's like, it's going to be one of those, like, mm -hmm. all right, get out the sledgehammer. Yes, sir. Or the angle grinder. Yes, sir. But everything fit good. Right. The goose stuff fit good. Our stuff all mm -hmm. fit. I mean, uh, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, uh, Brian, uh, Brian's a good friend at Goose Gear. And just He's and, awesome. and they just kill it. I mean, they, the, the stuff that they put out, um, you know, We'll get into that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like yeah. to say, kind of interrupt you there and it's say, awesome. we partner, Fieldcraft partners with like one solid dudes. Yeah. Uh, but two, 
American companies who are on that cutting edge, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm so impressed with the work that you guys have done, the products that were received. Um, but even like uh, the, the 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 Camel Cruiser truck, mm -hmm. yeah. I thought we were gonna like have to start cutting into that thing, and, <laughs> and we really didn't have to. No. We just unbolted a bunch of stuff, and it just came off. Yeah. And it just yeah. and we were, and we had to yeah. take off the uh, the roll cage or the roll bar behind the cab, and then um, what else do we have to do? Uh, but I had to break off those those little what is like tire carrier oh, the brackets, spare or, tire brackets yeah, yeah. to hold in place. But even but, that, um, I mean, it was it yeah. was smooth. I I appreciate that. You know, sometimes in older yeah. rigs, you you know, yeah, that things can just go haywire. Yeah, and 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 you know, big shout out to Expedition Superstore too. I oh, mean, yes. those guys, uh, you know. Um, Justin and his team of guys over mm -hmm. there just, uh, they were such a huge help. I mean, they're the IE cab, um, dealer right in Salt Lake city. And, uh, and you know, they have full gamut of IE cab GP parts and all that stuff. Yeah. And they, they let us use their shop for the last yep. couple of days. But and, I would even they, say even, yeah. even more so he didn't just let us use his shop. Yeah. He included us in Australian day. What was that? Oh yeah. Australia. How do you say what he said? I don't remember. <laughs> all I know is he brought in like Australia's version of like shepherd pies almost he went and out and like, bought yeah. like 35 pies yeah, for these all pastries. of us it was yeah. good yeah no i really uh, yeah that th i am forever impressed with that i really would yeah. love to work more with them in the future yeah yeah um yeah they're a good shop they uh because when you have all the tools there and everything like it makes it a lot easier yeah. you know if like something happens like you know you get both like they have everything there you need yeah so we're not constantly running back and forth to the hardware store and yeah. a lot of tools like you would need and like especially for like an older rig like you can't buy them at home depot yeah and like, you know what's unique tools. about them yeah. what's unique about them is most shops are one or the other mm -hmm. they're either an off-road shop or mm -hmm. they're an overland shop but you never really see that combination yeah. if they are an overland shop then maybe they do sell a couple off-road four-wheel yeah. drive things and vice versa but these guys including justin you know they live the life they have the rigs they live in them they take them to the shows and they do all the same things that we do. So, you know, first impressions are, are big for me. I don't, I don't know if I ever told mm, you that, too. No. Um, and and I'm just really impressed with Justin and his crew. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so we worked a couple days. We, we got everything squared away, you know, um, did it. Uh, there's a I mean, we have a solid couple episodes that are going to come out from this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So stay tuned to the to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Also, tomorrow it will be showcased at our Go Rigs and Coffee at the uh, Cruiser Land Cruiser Museum. So that's going to be really, really cool for me. Yeah. To take that there. Yeah, that's going to be cool. It's uh, there's a lot of pieces there mm -hmm. and it's it's very unique. Um, yeah, the uh, the, the camper, uh, you know, coming back to that, the camper is cool because it's, um, you know, you guys did uh, between the goose stuff yeah. that you did um, and then the um, all the parts you did from us. Uh, it, it's it, you're, it's the exact same camper you can get set up for your rigs these days. Yeah. So, like, are people like, so people come to call you guys and say, like, hey, I want to get this for my Tacoma. It can literally be the exact same yep. thing. It's just some spacing's different, obviously, because the bed and, and the and everything. But it, it's a it's a really um, it was such a good choice for that rig too. I agree. You um, know, the yeah. purpose the purpose of that rig, uh, one, it has to perform well during our mobility experiences. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of really pinpointed some of the um, needs of what we're doing in terms of shows too. And it has to demonstrate certain things or be able to support, you know, expo or what have you. So when we decided to partner with you guys, you know, we knew for a fact um, that Alucab was going to be the best option for us. It gives us that self-contained, mm -hmm. you know, uh, modular system. And I think for all of us gun guys and who are also overlanders or off-road guys, yeah. 
it's just familiar, you know. Yeah. The Molly paneling is is anything that I use, whether I have, you know, a Philcraft Survival pouch that I'm weaving through it or whoever, you know, is yep. your favorite stuff. So, you know, food water shelter is was a top priority for that rig. Um, extended tr uh, trips it can do. It can hold 13 gallons of water. Um, the payload's great on it. You know, we can seat four to people easily in that rig. I, I can't wait to take it out. So first we start there. I really hope that we can do this again, you know, on our fleet. Yeah. Because it's just, yeah. it's just such a step up. I, I'm going to say, <laughs> I, I've said on like the last three <laughs> trips that we took when we're talking about shelter as it pertains to us um, in, in the mobility section of the company, you know, Kevin Estella does teach to sleep in holes and, and make primitive shelters. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There is a place for that. And I respect that. Yeah. But we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah we want uh, a little bit, a little yeah. bit more, right? I, I, I always find it funny when people, um, they look at the rig and they are, we're at the, sh we're at a show or something like that. I mean, for context, if you're listening in, it's, um, you're talking about a, it's a camper on the back yeah. of a, like a modern day, we'll say modern day truck for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's got a full size bed in it, um, mm -hmm. with a three inch mattress. And we all typically put another three inch memory foam pad on top of that. Yep. Full size pillows and bedding, a fireplace, um, that'll keep the camper at about, it can keep up to about 45 degrees yeah. above outside temperature. Well, and the fireplace is from what yachts or what is it from? Yeah, it's from, uh, so we make the, the kit that um, so you can retrofit a Dickinson P9000 to which is for sailboats mm -hmm. into the camper. Full power system for everything you know, all your lights, your USB chargers, everything you can imagine. And then obviously with all the goose gear cabinetry, like all your stuff is is organized, organized and stored, yeah. and everything. So this is this is we'll call it you know this is like bougie camping it's like you know? for the refined gentleman i would say correct yeah. yeah but you know it's not i mean i wouldn't say it's quite like earth roamer camping but it's like that's another level right that's yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah yeah it's um you know it's capable off-road it's comfortable it's not that heavy um true but and you can put it on a on a rig that's capable i mean you sure can, yeah. yeah yeah but it's not uh, this is the thing i love is uh a lot of people will say oh that's that's really roughing it it's like no like like they're it's being sarcastic really. it's like no it's not we know we're not roughing right. it. Like we're not trying to rough it. <laughs> right, exactly. There's a time and place. Like if I want to go hike the Appalachian and throw a ground tent in my bag yeah. and yeah. or a biv sack or something, I'm gonna do that. Right. But this is not for that. Yes. This is yes, sir. this is essentially a, a as comfortable as a bed as I have at home on wheels. And yes, sir. Uh, you know, I find that uh, one of the most enjoyable things about it, um, having the camper on the back and having that mm -hmm. um, and using that for trips is um is it, it really kind of fills the gap for uh for a lot of those quick nights yeah so that's he, a good point yeah so when we do a lot of work uh so we are about our shop's about an hour and a half from um from AUCAB usa uh -huh. okay for wheel drive from from the warehouse that's all AUCAB and and gp parts is distributed across the u.s yeah. by okay that's about an hour from our shop so it's very close to us like good proximity for you know to work together and um, and then I live about maybe another twenty minutes past that, and then we're so that makes it about an hour and forty five minutes. Mm. So there's a lot of nights where we would be working late on things on like a Friday, and you're there and you go out to eat. You know, you go out to eat, you have two or three beers, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna just park my car in the back of, uh, you know, in the back of Ren's yard, and I'm just gonna sleep here. I'll drive home tomorrow morning. You know. Thanks, Ren. Yeah, and um. it's uh, and it's pop the tent, and so a lot of times we have these really fun epic trips yeah. and a lot of times yeah. it's just i'm gonna sleep in a parking lot because one i don't want to i don't want to be unsafe and i'm not going to yeah. drive and um and or i'm just too tired i hear you there's and, been uh, yeah i've done that on many <laughs> occasions there you know as a matter of fact when yeah. when glover moved from colorado to uh prescott in mm -hmm. arizona 
um, I would come up and we'd do whatever you know project we're working on. I remember uh, we did a uh, Polaris General for Rigid Industries Lighting Company okay. one time, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, we had rooftop tents at the time. He had a little uh, Toyota 4Runner uh, that was all like wrapped in camouflage. And I had a JK that had like a front runner rooftop tent, you know, and I would take my little son, little Mikey, um, you know, he's eight now. So what he was like four at the time, yeah, you yeah. know, th- uh, five. And I, you know, those memories I can, you know what? I think he was four because it was around that. Why? Why phase that, you know, little kids go yeah. through and he would drive everybody crazy when we we're trying to work. But that's so true. When you have, uh, and we say this all the time. I say this all the time. When you have an overland setup rig, by default, you have something that can be used for preparedness yeah. to sustain comfortably, you know, as yeah. opposed to backpacking. And I've done that. I've backpacked, uh, have a soup oh, yeah. you know, what, three yeah, times with my wife, uh, slept on the floor, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But as the family um, evolves, right, I have one on the way, you mm-hmm. know, number four, yeah. which I'm super excited for. Found out it's a little boy. Oh, man, I can't wait. And, um, you know, for my family, um, and for some of you guys watching, you know, I do get a lot of questions. How do I include wife and kids? You know, yeah, yeah. you know what you do is is you make it more comfortable. I, that's how I got Jeannie, yeah. you know, into the things. And now she drives an eco diesel, you know, Wrangler Rubicon. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've got um, I've got three kids and they're they're all uh, they're at ages where they can, you know, our youngest is oh, yeah. getting there soon. We're whole sleep through the night at a, at a camp yeah. campground if needed. But, um, yeah, you know, our two oldest are nine and six and they love camp. Love it. Right. They love it. I mean, they, Man. We, we, um, you know, before we had our, our third, uh, they would go, we would camp the four of us. We drive up to Vermont, did it a couple times and uh, we're up to like upstate New York, find good camp spots to go to. And they loved it. Like See? they're just happy to be outside. And, um, exactly. So as our youngest gets older, we'll start doing more of that again. Yeah. So now it's funny because with the IUCAB, it's, uh, you know, I would say the maximum it sleeps is, you know, two adults and we'll call it like like one mini person. Yeah. Um, Unless you're my size. <laughs> so shout out to Goose Gear for this. They did a, um, their cabinetry uh, has uh, these platforms that go across the sides, the yeah. slats. And I originally made this like makeshift one before we put our Goose stuff in it. And our, our kids slept, um, like one slept on the platform, then one slept next to the fridge on the floor. And Gear made this um, these like slats that go across the cabinets. Uh-huh. So it essentially makes um, below the main bed uh, another platform that some small people can sleep on. So uh, it was great. We got to use it one time, and then um, you know we had a third. So at that point, it was like, well, yeah, it's so now because usually when we go camping, it's either I'm either going by myself, or myself with a dog, or myself with my oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know once our youngest gets old enough to be able to kind of yeah. sleep well, through the night, or at least somewhat make it through the night we'll yeah. go all five of us and um so now the girls take the camper and, and i'm sure the guys will get relegated and to that's, that's ground excellent. 10 which is fine with me you know? well and i love that too because there is added security with the uh, you know aluminum walls and the way that it, it encases yeah. you you know yeah i've been in as a matter of fact yeah. uh i've been in a situation where the cows were rubbing up on the trucks in the middle of yeah. the night on our spanish fork property oh wow we were shooting um um an episode for jillian rebecca's series and uh, when she woke up, she's like, you know what? Last night about well, two in the morning, you yeah. know, I felt like this shaking and I didn't know what it was and poked my head out. And the cows are like rubbing the side of her truck, scratching yeah. their, their sides or whatever. And I'm like, man, if that would have been a ground tent or like we had motorcycles, if you were like next to your motorcycles and I tipped that sucker over on top of you, that could cause some damage. So if you yeah. got little ones, yeah. you know, you have some security in, you in do. the way it's set Yeah, up. That's, that, it's a nice peace of mind. You know, when you go to some of these remote spots where there is nobody, yeah. um, you can have all the in-reach things you want, but when something's happening immediately, 
like you know there's not like some life flight that's going to come get you in three mm -hmm. minutes so or, mm -hmm. or even that 30 seconds so you know you're out and you know you're out on your own typically um or if you're with another rig or whatever so yeah there is a little peace of mind i mean i always feel like i always feel better when we have you know especially when we got the little guys up in the yeah in the in the camper um it just just peace of mind with that um i, agree. I, I Sleeping in the ground tent for I never really cared where we, wherever we were, you know. Yeah. Um, we I'm did a like, lot of camping in Pennsylvania, and the um, the biggest thing we ever dealt with was black bear. But yeah, you know, I'm like making my way through the different like tiers or styles yeah. of camping. You know, I've done um, ground camping for years. I've mm -hmm. slept in my truck for years. Um, for many years, me and Jeannie mm -hmm. even had a Class C RV. You know, yeah. and it yeah. wasn't very expensive because it was older. It was like a 2001, yeah. something like that. But it was 32 feet, you know, walls, shower, toilet, yeah. heater. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was really nice. But we couldn't really get it into locations yeah. that were secluded. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate uh, with uh, the way that we've set up things now. Yeah. Is that, I mean, you really can take out. We have a lot of BLM land in Arizona. I mean, it's just yeah. acres upon acres. And I can't roll you know, a giant house, like a, yeah. like a, a class CRV, but I can yeah. definitely take, you know, the camel cruiser or something like yeah. that out there. The, um, uh, it's a really good point you bring up. Um, you know, one of the reasons that drew us to, um, a cabs initially, this is, you know, before we even were kind of semi partnered with that, uh, with them and ICAB USA and making yeah. parts for them was, um, uh, was how quickly the stuff sets up and tears down. There's other companies that Dude. are very fast too. But this stuff was, it was just so fast. So fast. It's like you can literally pop the tent of your camper, mm -hmm. open up the rear door, pop tent of your camper, and and set up, pull down your tent, your our table that we pull out, and you can be making your morning coffee and setting. You can have camp set up in like thirty seconds, and that's it. Yeah. And then you can, you know, if you want to add in the rain fly, you can, or if you want to pop out the awning, you can. But you can literally be up in your bed, door shut within like a minute. Yeah. And there's not this massive setup. Nope. And I would say the one of the best parts is not even the setup; it's it's tearing down. Because mm. one of the biggest pain in the butts we always found camping was, you know, it was like trying to wrangle like all the kids. And even if we were going to like a campground spot or whatever, and you're trying to wrangle everybody, and like you got to get this and this and that, and then you're trying to put this fold over this like uh -huh. rooftop tent and throw this bag over it, yep. or you're trying to pack up your ground tent like. We pull in a, you know, we pull into a spot where in a, like national park land Just or whatever. Like little twos. Plip. We're done sleeping. You know, the next morning it's yeah. like, all right, well, I'm gonna. You, you throw the bungee cord up on the side to pull the fabric in. You literally pull the camper down, lat two latches, two shut, latches. shut the rear door, and, and and all we're off on our way. So that's huge, man. We just yeah. did um, the Paradise California documentary, yeah. and you know we stopped in uh, the Bonneville Salt Flats. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I ran a soft rooftop tent mm -hmm. and you know, when it's cold, your yeah. hands don't work and it takes yeah. me 15 minutes, but it turns into 30 because I can't work yeah. or there's salt all over the mm -hmm. place or maybe it's snowing or raining when you mm -hmm. can do it in like 30 seconds, yeah. it makes all the difference, man. Yeah. They, you know, we've gotten, we've, we've been fortunate enough to work with, uh, I mean, not only obviously working very closely with AECAB USA, but like AECAB themselves in South Africa mm -hmm. and, and the owners of AECAB, you know, Jeremy and, and Warwick and a few of the other guys over there uh, and Garrett, they, they really get it. They understand like they've been, this overlanding stuff is fairly new in the U S to most people. Yes. yes. Um, the overlanding vehicular, we'll call it vehicular camping without, yeah. without RVs. Um, 
but over there, that that's a this is what they've been doing for years, 100%. and and a lot of years. Because IUCAP, I think I think last year was to hit their twenty year mark. Wow, did yeah. they start out uh, as uh, you were telling me, like a rental company where they would come and rent? I believe full vehicle so. Solutions? I think I think so. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing. Um, but they um. When they make something like when they make something yeah. like this, like they they design it for the you know like they do a lot of roof conversions yeah. too. Yeah. So like on like the Land Cruiser seventy series or like the one tens, the Defenders, um, they do a roof conversion that like you wouldn't even know it's a, mm-hmm. it's literally like a pop up tent just like the camper. Yeah. And then the whole floor just goes you know pops out of the way just like the campers, yeah. and um, they just they come up with these amazing solutions for for like vehi- long term solution vehicular camping yeah. that's just it's just. It's convenient. Yeah, it you know, makes it really, sense. it really is. I mean, it it's really um, and and the products that they're making too, like, you know, it's it's other reasons why we wanted to partner with them. You know, we're very big on you know, everything we make is made in the U.S. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, short of T-shirts and hats that we get yeah. made, like we are, we produce our stuff in the U.S. Um, you know, and everything is made here. At least the metal parts and everything, yeah. everything's assembled here. Uh, we we make our stuff here, and we yeah. want to do that. We want to support the U.S. You know, manufacturing. We want to support, um, you know, just our local businesses that help us manufacture mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, whether it's places we outsource to or in house or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, you know, we found that a lot of that, uh, you know, like taking pride in the products they're making, we see a lot of that, and and places it reflects. like in like South Africa too. Yeah. Um, and they really care about what they're putting out, and so you get a quality product. And it's not to say there's other countries you can't get quality products from, but yeah. um, there's just something about when it's coming from certain places where you just, you're getting, you're getting what you pay for. Um, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that they stand behind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're coming, let's see here to the end. We got a few more minutes. Yeah. And we usually like to, to keep our conversations around an hour. Not like Rogan. Who's like (laughs) three to four hours. And yeah, I'm not that interesting. Me either. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to like cry or smoke pot or someone. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's been super exciting for us. You know, the process did take a little while. It's in the midst of all that, mm-hmm. you know, shipping container issues, trying to get things over. Yeah. It was in the midst of the COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm just super excited to get this done. I think we're going to wrap the truck too. Uh, so yeah. we'll see, uh, the, the final. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you guys, you know, one of the things that really drew, it drew, drew me to, to for us to like you know, want to work with you guys mm-hmm. when, when you guys approached us and then, and, and vice versa, um, was your kind of commitment to just like training people and, uh, and also, um, just tra- knowledge transfer. Yeah. Um, Community. That, that's a big thing. I mean, yeah. you know, I, people can go out and buy the best rig they want to, but I mean, how do you, you know, teaching people how to make a fire, take yeah. care of themselves, yeah. first aid, you know, things happen. I mean, I can't tell me how many times I've hurt myself at camp where 100%. I need, needed stitches or, because yes. I cut myself like an idiot, you know, just things happen and like, um, and being prepared and like getting that knowledge transfer. Uh, so it's, it's kind of multi. So I think there's a huge space within the, uh, especially within the overland industry yeah. for that. Um, I love the crossover. I, I, I love the two A community. Um, yeah. and, and love, um, I, I, I said the small arms industry is amazing. Um, and, uh, I'm so glad to have worked in it. Um, yeah. So I love the crossover that you guys have, kind of into both um i think it's uh i think there's so much like we talked about like mm-hmm. you know potential right potential there for for just more people to kind of you know experience uh like you know that travel aspect of it but yep. at the same time like i mean look we 
we all take things with us You're so right. we're ready to go and, and i don't drive across the country without certain tools 100 truck so well and you nailed it right like the the end consumer of this product mm-hmm. is going to be somebody who wants to go camping or overlanding mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh hunters right mm-hmm. um full timers who are just you know yep. got the bug and they're like hey we're gonna live out yep. of this thing um am i missing anybody because i mean that's that's a pretty wide um stroke of people that will and can use this vehicle i'm not saying that you need you know uh no. a fireplace in your overland rig no but why don't you come to one of our courses and when we pull you out of your your gucci you know scout camper ro- yeah. earth roamer that we, you know sometimes we get and we yeah. make you sleep in a rooftop tent or we make you sleep in you know the cab of your vehicle yeah. it's a little different when it's 20 degrees or yeah, 5 I mean, degrees <laughs> you know the, the the nice happy middle ground with uh you know with the with the campers or the or the different products that, that we for different campers that we work with a lot is um we'll call it those mid-sized campers like you don't have to necessarily say it's just alley cabs but that mid-sized camper market is that your trucks can still reach a lot of places like Absolutely. some of these bigger rigs like they're they're awesome like these earth roamers and global expeditionary vehicles and yeah. unimogs and whatnot um you know they're awesome rigs and they're they're built amazing, um, mm-hmm. amazing companies. But um, they're huge and you can't take them a lot of places. What are the uh, um, what are the most common rigs that you see? It's usually a Tacoma and Gladiator, right? Uh, yeah. Or so the most common, at least for IUCAB, I think the most common right now um, is going to be Gladiator and Tacoma are going to be the biggest ones. Um, Which one more than the other? Gladiators are really Gladiators have have, and that and the dealers can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Gladiators are the single best selling for AECAP campers now. No um, kidding. Yeah, that's, that's cool. A, or or they went to, they went to Comas might be right around the same yeah. mark, but I think I think Gladiators might have surpassed them. It's just a capable rig, uh, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. and since the AECAPs are so lightweight um, as it is, uh, you know, you're not. It's not like having adding like 1,500 pounds to back of your midsize truck. So, um, what do we say? Because um, we did it in the in the YouTube episode, but I mean, they started out. I think Sam was saying around 250 pounds. Uh, that'd be, a, I think it's a tense. Uh, the, um, the campers themselves are going to be, I think, dr- I think empty. The campers like are like 450. Yeah. So by the time you add in like all of our bits, um, some goose gear cabinets, uh, a water tank, you're probably pushing like 750. That's what he said. Roughly yeah, in that neighborhood. Now. Um, uh, so it, it, it's it's not bad. No. I mean, you know, you do want to have some high capacity springs or or some extra load capacity leaf springs. Yeah. Um, but very easy to kind of build them out um, yeah. and kind of get a get a good rig going. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Where can um, our listeners today or, or viewers go and find your company? So you can find us at um, obviously uh, gpfactor.com or uh, gp uh, underscore factor on Instagram. That's the big things you can find us at. Um, you can also find our information on like okay4wheeldrive.com. It's a huge shop and big shout out to them. They've been a big supporter of yeah. ours and um, and obviously Value Cab because they're Value Cab USA. And uh, yeah, but you can find most of our stuff there or add Fieldcraft now too. So, That's true. Yeah. That's true. Awesome, AJ. I appreciate Thanks, you Mike. taking yeah. this time, man. It was fun working with you, changing a tire with yeah, you. Yeah, man. And uh, we got another event tomorrow, so that'll we be the, the culmination of the week. Yeah, man. And uh, thanks again, guys, for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this to your friends. It really helps us out. Uh, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in. I promise I will do a better job of getting more podcasts on there. I know I only have a couple, so I really need to do a better job of that. So I appreciate you helping me out, bro. Yeah, man. Again, guys, thank you so much. Take it easy. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>